What's up, beautiful people? Hey Welcome back to the podcast. Ooh. It's been a couple of weeks because we took off for Fourth of July weekend, which was much needed. We've been traveling a ton lately, um, and so we came back home for you know a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Couple of days <laughs> here and there. If you're listening to this, we're in the West Coast right now. We're filming this <laughs> ahead of time, actually. Yeah. Uh, but we're we, we're going to see my dad in uh, Northern California and. Um, doing a couple of fun little collabs along the way uh, in Sedona, Arizona, and in Zion, and mm-hmm. just with some other big families, which is really fun for us. And um, yeah, but we needed to be back for a few days, anyways, because yeah. uh, we're working on some of the house stuff. Building a house that's taking ninety-five billion years. It's it just feels like been a whole thing. <laughs> yes, but we're getting closer. We're getting those steps taken yeah. care of, you know, one step at a time. And hopefully mm-hmm. we'll have a, a house that we can live in by the holidays. Hopefully. Is my the kids keep prayer. asking, when do we get to move in? <laughs> I told, we, were, we were ordering cabinets and I told the guys, like, I would really love to be in by, uh, by Thanksgiving. And he kind of just gave me this nervous laugh that made me feel yeah. so well, I unsettled. I don't think he knows our timeline, <laughs> though. You know. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's just that you have to expect a lot of delays. And yes. so I think that... Uh, Nobody really knows how long these things are going to take. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but we're making some progress, so I'm yeah. thankful for that. But speaking of kind of living a crazy, hectic life, uh, you know, we... Uh, <laughs> speaking of... You know, we're very busy people a lot of the time. Like, especially yeah. this summer, you know, we kind of decided we're not going to live in the RV at all during the summer for a lot of reasons. Like, it can't keep up with the heat, really, you know. And there are nine of us uh, because Reese is home for, for a lot of the summer. Yeah, so, which has been so good. I'm glad that we at least get to all be together, even if it's chaos. And even if we're like yeah. going all these different directions, um, we're just making an adventure out of it. And yes. Yeah. It, but I, I'm so looking forward to the house yeah. being done and coming back this fall, settling in, getting to decorate, getting mm-hmm. to just be at home. And yeah. I really want to do a lot of cooking yeah kitchen that's like the thing that i keep thinking about like i want to cook like a bunch of just delicious meals this fall yes. with the kids and uh so that's what's that's the thing that's getting me through. <laughs> <laughs> getting through was just the, the hope of what's what comes next yeah but you know with all the business a lot of people ask us like how do you invest in your marriage you're traveling all the time you're living in an rv with seven kids you just released a book you're like you know talking about that you're vlogging you're doing all kinds of things music wise and just we have a we have a lot of irons in the fire mm-hmm. right yeah Which and is so how we've always kind of done yeah, it but we, i feel like it's been amplified in this season it's been amplified yeah and uh it's a little crazy yeah <laughs> so the question people are asking is can you talk about how you really prioritize your marriage yeah. Uh, in the midst of having seven kids and um, all the craziness that comes with that, mm-hmm. um, but then also having a pretty busy schedule. And I think that a lot of people have busier schedules than we do. Maybe not a lot of people. Maybe a few people have <laughs> but I think busier schedules. Most people know that feeling of just having so much, juggling so many things. If you're a parent and, and yeah. you're married – and you're working or even if if you're staying at home, yeah. which is work, which is more yes. work in my opinion, yes. because you're doing all the things for all the people all the time. Extracurricular activities, yeah. serving at your church or wherever you serve or give your time. 
It's you know? just a lot. I think people understand that the modern schedule that people have is usually very busy and it takes a lot of intentionality to slow down. Yeah. So we wanted to give you guys some tips slash just, I guess, insight. We've been married 19 years now mm -hmm. and we're together before that for two. So all in all, 21 years together. Um, we'll be, you know, hopefully renewing our vows for our 20th anniversary this coming year in Italy. <laughs> Fingers That's crossed. That's what he's saying. I would love that. I know a lot of people that are going to Italy this year. Yes. Things have kind of opened back up yeah. and uh, people are resuming travel. Uh, that's the place that I'm seeing most people going to. And yeah. uh, it makes me very excited about yeah. the possibility of being able to go next year as well. Yeah, I think so. To start with, you know, how we prioritize our marriage, she kind of hit it on the head, like um, the slowing down piece. And I would just say uh, learning to communicate with your partner, your spouse in a way that is is how they communicate. Yeah. So like knowing their language, knowing their personality, knowing uh, how they receive love and give love. And for you, uh, you're more introverted. You tend to recharge uh, by relaxing and, and just resting, uh, not time. with yeah. people, but like having, you know, slowing down and all that, which is very different from me. I tend to recharge by doing things. Mm. So, um, one of the ways that we prioritize is that give and take of knowing how you're built, how I'm built. When, yeah. when uh, I guess we were maybe 10 years married, I wrote an article. I may revise <laughs> and revive the article, but it was called Help, I Married an Introvert. And um, the idea was sort of tongue in cheek, like mm -hmm. she is teaching me to rest and I'm teaching her to let loose a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's the best way to say this? Yeah. To, yeah. to like really live more spur on the mo spur of the moment and like mm -hmm. go do things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable with otherwise. Yeah. Um, it's that there's this ongoing challenge. I think that we have, um, because we are so opposite and I know mm -hmm. a lot of married couples are opposites. You hear that phrase opposites yeah. attract. Um, not always. I mean, there are a lot of people I think that are very similar, but I think that it can be a huge benefit to be married to someone who is more of your opposite mm -hmm. because you can really balance each other out and you can really speak into the areas where the other person maybe isn't as strong. And so together you both have these different areas that you're both really strong in. Yeah. And so if, if you can learn to communicate well mm -hmm. and learn to value and prioritize the differences that you have yeah. and how to, to, to meet those needs and how to um, really be there for each other, then you can really be a powerhouse because yeah. you, you really are so much stronger in that way. But it takes a lot of intentionality. It takes a lot of intentionality and it takes a lot of like, embracing selflessness yeah that, like not not being your natural self which we're all naturally selfish people in general like so for me like i would not be healthy if i just was constantly being the way that i naturally prefer if you, you were know? always going going and never and so down. you're making me a healthier version of myself being married to you is making me stronger because you're you encourage encourage me and sometimes even force but not, not <laughs> like a not in like a mean way but like just 
to slow down, uh, to breathe, to rest, to take a nap. Yeah. You know, I think there have been a not, couple of times where I'm like, you, you, I think you need a nap. And yeah. you're like, I can't sleep. And I'm like, you should try because you're burning out. <laughs> you're like, you know. Well, I, I, I say a lot, find rest or rest will find you. And I'm not good at finding the rest. And so like, I'll like, even this summer, like I'll go, 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 go. And then I'm just exhausted. So we're trying to build in even like on vacation, like we're learning to, I'm, I know that if we have a five day vacation and I pack all five days <laughs> to the brim, which would be my way of doing it, which we've done before, and we have done it. Yeah. We're like it's just not going to go well so like one way that yeah. i prioritize us is to have maybe two even two out of the five days or just rest days where there's no agenda maybe we still go do something but yeah. it's just able we're able to connect we're able to talk we're able to process what did we do yesterday um mm -hmm. you know and i think that that's helped a lot but it also gives us like the opportunity to say hey you want to go have a date night you know yeah like we have been on the road for over a month now and we still get to go out have our date night make sure we're investing in us yeah all along the way because otherwise we're just we can be going so hard and so fast that like we forget to connect that goes back to the intentionality because um it is really easy to just let life take over especially if you have kids and you've got that busy schedule mm -hmm. to not prioritize time together and it's yeah. like you, you know, you think like, well, we, we're seeing each other, we're talking to each other, we're handling all these things, but um, there's something about making that time on a consistent basis, whether that's once a week or every other week. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, some people will say once a month. I feel like once a month is not enough not for enough. us. I don't, I don't know Maybe that once a month is enough people. for anybody. But to have a date night, like a, a weekly, like, hmm. check in, a weekly, like, this is us. We are, we are we're the team yeah. we're the partners we're the friends yeah it's got to be consistent for sure and i think we found that if we can manage to do once a week that generally is the sweet spot for us where we stay feeling connected and that's enough time for us to be able to really check in mm -hmm. and see how we're doing mm -hmm. there's a lot that happens even in just one week and so i feel like yeah. you need that time on a weekly basis to yeah kinda... and that's looked a lot different um, over the years for us, because like, you know, one, one of the things we had to really get creative with, especially early on is that we didn't have any money to go on date nights. Like we would be mm -hmm. like, what are we going to do for date nights? You know, it's, it's at least 50 bucks to hire a babysitter for us early on. Now, luckily we have, you know, five teenagers at home. <laughs> they are I, the babysitters. We don't have to pay babysitters anymore. <laughs> thank God. Um, but you know, early on, a lot of our date nights would look like, we're just going to put the kids to bed and we're going to, you know, shut off our phones and, you know, I'll cook a meal and I'll light some candles or something. You he know, he was really good about doing this and you still do this from time to time, but yeah. that was a, a pretty, um, pretty normal way for us to yeah. do date nights would be date nights in because yeah. we did have younger kids. So they would go to bed by seven thirty or eight mm -hmm. and then we could have that dinner. Like he's, you know, such a great cook. And I really appreciate that about him. Tell me so more. he would put that, you know, to good use and make a, a steak and salad or something There's like that. There's a lot of steak and salad. <laughs> a yeah. lot of Caesar salad and steak. Yeah. Uh -huh. But it was so nice just yeah. that being able to have that time to connect. And in some ways, I like that even more because then 
you're eliminating some of the stress of like having to get ready and drive yeah. somewhere and maybe there's traffic and all of that. Um, there was a season where we would just pop popcorn mm-hmm. and get a bottle of two buck Chuck from Trader Joe's because it's, it's, you know, it's wine. So you feel bougie, uh, <laughs> but it's only $2, which you can't, you Trader know, Joe's wine's pretty decent. it's not too bad. And yeah. then we just sit on the couch and have some popcorn, watch a show, drink you know drink a little yeah a little dark yeah and then like maybe i would massage you or something like that and i think that's those have been for me those are some of the best memories i have mm-hmm. or particularly i mean there was a we got into a real rhythm doing that in st louis that's what, exactly what came to my mind yeah particularly because i was pregnant with ethan at the time yes. and one of those facebook memories just popped up where you i, I couldn't like reach my toes very yeah. well at that point in my pregnancy and yeah. Stephen offered to um to give me a pedicure which was <laughs> the sweetest thing ever and so I remember snapping a photo uh, of him doing it because I thought it was so sweet I wanted to brag on him um but I'm sure it was, was the worst pedicure you've ever had I do like, remember thinking as pedicures go it it was the thought that counts I only <laughs> think because I did it again like so this is the other piece of it is like You've got a night where you do date night and we try to do that once a week. We try to have a night away, just the two of us once a month at least. And then, um, you know, once a quarter we'll do like a couple nights, maybe three nights, two nights, something like that, Mm -hmm. where we go somewhere. That's been Um, easier to do as the kids have gotten older. I know it's really hard when you just have a bunch of littles at home to, to do that. And, and different people have different support systems. Sometimes yeah. the grandparents live really close. Right. We had um, a lot of different friends who had grandparents who lived really close. And so they would constantly take the kids. And I remember, especially when we were in St. Louis, we were so far from family. Mm-hmm. And I remember that all the more just making me miss my family because we are really close knit. Yeah. But they weren't close. You know, they were in Texas. We were in St. Louis. So um sometimes that can be more of a challenge i know we didn't necessarily get away as much but that's why we would prioritize the times when the kids would go to bed and that's so much easier to do when the kids are younger because when they're teenagers that's the time when they want (laughs) to stay up and they (laughs) they go to bed after you but they want to stay up and they want to talk and yeah when you're wanting to connect with your teens um that really is the time you meet them 10 30 at night and they're ready to have some deep discussions with you, you know, <laughs> and you're like, I'm really ready for bed at this yeah. point. But, but I just feel like, um, those moments are just so, you know, so special. Like you don't yeah. want to pass up on those opportunities yes. because, you know, your kids, a lot of times, that's what they're going to remember. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're going to remember. And you really got to meet your kids where they are. And so, mm-hmm. um, at the same time, ways. at the same time though, I think, um, you know, talking about here's the tricks or whatever, we have had to recognize that that is when our kids like to connect, which also happens to be when we like to connect. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the things that we've had to start doing is we know this about ourselves, we know this about our kids, is to communicate with our children what what we need. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it may be like, hey guys, you know, we start telling them like at five o'clock, hey guys, you tonight's know, going to yeah. be an earlier night. We're just going to have some time, uh, you know, for uh, mom and me to hang out in the bedroom and, you know, talk or whatever. So uh, we're not going to be hanging out shows. or watching a show or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do in the bedroom after the kids go to bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you know, play Uno. Yeah, card games, all sorts of Monopoly. stuff. Monopoly. Um, um, but yeah, I, I do think that being able to tell the kids, like most evenings, you know, we're just hanging out as a big family. Yeah. We're enjoying time together. Having we're making dinner, sure that watching we're, shows. Yeah. And so to be able to tell the kids once or twice a week, hey, this is going to be an earlier evening. Dad and I are going to watch a show. We've got some plans. And they may know also because I'll have the massage table set up or something like that. A couple oh, of years ago. Have you explained? Oh, okay. I, so I bought Amanda. What's it? Valentine's Day, right? It was. Yeah. I bought her a, a massage table. He did. Um, just because that's historically been one of her greatest love languages is having massage. She's got a back condition, which I don't know that we've talked about. Uh, on the podcast, but, um, you know, me massaging her is one of the most tangible ways that I can show her that I love her and that, you know, and, and so then I bought her this m massage table. So the kids generally know like, Oh, the massage table's up. Like, <laughs> I don't think you generally pull it out before. The, well, sure. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like anything nefarious is happening. Like, no, you know. I just think it's usually they know because we are communicating it, yeah. not because there's, Oh, the massage table's up. <laughs> I don't think that's generally how it goes, but. It depends. It depends. Sometimes I'll pull it out as a signal. <laughs> <laughs> if the kids are like in our bed talking and you're like, I'm going to massage your mom. So, um, no, actually that, that kind of leads into something I wanted to talk about is like different people's love languages yeah. and that, you know, we are opposites in, in a lot of ways and giving and receiving love is one of those things that yes. people, um, th that varies by person right and and also varies by the season that you're in because there yes. are things that really meant a lot to me probably the most to me when the kids were younger um and we were in different seasons of life that maybe aren't my top priority now right the physical touch has been one that for me i think has been really big because like steven said like I, I tend to be able to relax and rest most. I, I think I carry a lot of stress in my body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's a hug or it's a shoulder massage or it's a like a real massage, those things really help me to actually just let go and release the stress. And I know we've talked about it before, but I do tend to get migraines that I think are related to yeah. stress. Mm -hmm. um, so if we've been really busy and I, I can feel it in my body, if, we, if we're pushing the schedule, several days in a row and I feel like I'm unable to relax for an extended period of time, that's when I feel like those migraines come on. And I think that was around the time that we recognized that, that Stephen um, for Valentine's Day ended up surprising me by getting a legit uh, massage yeah. table. Yeah. And I just thought that was incredible because it was mm -hmm. like you were so in tune with what I needed at the time. And I don't think I would have ever asked for something like that, but knowing how much that that can mean to me and really well, help yeah. me. And I mean, it's one of those things that, um, like I know that that means a ton to you, mm -hmm. but at the same time we do get really busy. Yeah. And so having that like rhythm of saying, okay, we're going to drop everything because you really can't, you can't fully experience a massage when you're working on your computer or like, you know, even watching a show necessarily like there's, it's just a different kind of thing. Like there's mm -hmm. sort of like intentional, like healing massage. And then there's sort of like the passive, like we're just hanging out massage, yeah. you know? 
and it, we found run. that like the mas- the massage that involved a total relaxation of the mind, the body, and all that was helping you more, right? Yeah. So that sort of saying, okay, this is the space that you're gonna go, and like I'm gonna work on you and make make sure that the next day is a better like you sleep better tonight, you feel better, you yeah. know, tomorrow. It really um, does help to release stress. Yeah. Which was, I think, a big one for me that I was, especially like in those middle years with the kids and moving and Lincoln was going through brain surgeries and there was just so much. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was having the hardest time learning how to decompress and how to let go of that stress. Yeah. And then when the migraines came, it, it was really challenging. Yeah. So that was, that was yeah. huge for me. And but, you talk about prioritizing that, right? So like... um we're we're busy people and we knew that's what needed to happen i knew that was one of the best ways that i could love her but you know we are we do work a lot we do like to you know sometimes we can just get caught up so there was something that i did that for it felt really weird to me and i think it felt weirder for you knowing that (laughs) i that i had to do this was i actually set an event in my calendar uh like an alarm that would go off to remind me just so that we didn't get to midnight you know, where I'm no good for anything as far as <laughs> massaging goes. And then we, we realized that we didn't take care of that. So from a love language perspective, you know, I think there's sort of this idealistic side of me that's like, no, 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 it should just spring up organically and naturally and should happen as an overflow of my undying affection for my <laughs> wife. And, and it's there for sure. But there's also sort of like planned intentionality Right. That sort of has to happen sometimes if you're truly going to prioritize each other. And that for me was a way that I could prioritize speaking your love language mm-hmm. uh, and, and planned intentionality, scheduled intentionality yeah. to make sure that that works. You know? And that is so true because being intentional, like that's you have to be intentional because <laughs> life does get crazy and you are busy or you're tired yeah. um, and it's and it's so hard to keep the first things first a lot of times. And so you do have to be intentional. What are you smiling we about? We were just, so for her birthday, which by the way, she just had a birthday. Happy I birthday. Did. It's a couple of weeks ago now. <laughs> um, oh, she wanted to watch fun with Dick and Jane. And, <laughs> well, the you kids know, had never it's seen one it. of the best. Movies. Yeah, it's so it's funny. funny. It's great. But there's this moment in fun with Dick and Jane that we were <laughs> rolling laughing because the kids had never seen it. I forgot. You know, they're all teenagers. So I think at this point it was okay for them to, to be in on this. But <laughs> she says, we should have sex on Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> He's like, I'll get the Starbucks sampler. I'll get the Starbucks sampler. Like, I'm going to pick up some candles. It's like hilarious because like sometimes parenting is like that, you know. Sometimes being married is like that where yeah. your life is nuts and you have to schedule, you know, prioritizing each other. Yeah. Like, I don't know that we've ever had to. We don't have to schedule that. We don't have to schedule that. But it's a funny example. Prioritizing each other is something that needs to be done intentionally because life is crazy. Yes. And and, uh, if you don't prioritize it and be intentional with it, it's just not going to happen. And then you're going to get years down the line and look at each other and think, wow, we've drifted so far apart. Yes. And there have been times where we've done this really well. And I feel like we've been so connected and we've been really meeting each other's needs and listening well. And then there are times where we haven't done it well. Mm -hmm. And I felt that disconnect, you know, and we've had to come back to each other and be like, wow, we've been so disconnected lately. We've had all these other things kind of 
take charge in our life and we need to to get back on yeah. on course. So Yeah. I think having those scheduled date nights where we sometimes, you know, we'll say we're not going to talk about the kids tonight, you know. Mm-hmm. Or we'll have those scheduled date nights and we say, you know, this is like dream planning. You know, there have been several seasons in our life where we've just set aside a date night and just said, what do we want our life to look like in five years? What do we want to look our life to look like in a year? You know, what what are your goals for this year? What are where do you want to see us in five years? And so there's sort of like each date night can have its own purpose and you can plan that out. Sometimes we just have fun. You know, we go on date nights yeah. and we're like, we're not going to talk about anything. Yeah. We're I just going to have fun, you know, because especially when you're like driven people or you've got goals or it's a season where you're having to really hustle. It you can naturally be really, talk about that all the time anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you can. And, and it's it can take over. And I think it's important to remember, like there are times where you should just turn it all off mm-hmm. and just be together and just do something that is just fun, relaxing, yeah. not talk about the kids, not talk about work not talk about life and just enjoy spending time together. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor for today's episode, BetterHelp. You guys know that life is hectic sometimes, especially when you are living in an RV for several months with all of your kids. Do you know what's been a lifesaver? BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online and available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist from wherever you are. Yeah, and you can schedule weekly or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. It's been so great, guys. We are big fans, especially since we're always on the go. It's nice to have an option to just chat with the therapist or take a call every now and then. But the best part is it is way more affordable than traditional offline therapy. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash B-E-A-U-T. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash B-E-A-U-T. And now back to the show. I, I think... um one of the best things that we do uh, is, you know, we're totally cool with just like our date night sometimes can just be go see a movie and then go eat at a great restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, at the restaurant we can talk about the movie or we can talk about anything else in life, but we're sharing a couple things. Like we really, there are things that we really both enjoy a lot, mm-hmm. which are great food, you know, travel mm-hmm. um and i love movies so she's i think that's your number one love language <laughs> she speaks my language really well like as massages are to her movies are to me yeah. so a lot of that and it's just easy because there's always something new and you don't have to necessarily think up like what should we do now you know mm-hmm. but there's also like let's go on a hike you know or let's mm-hmm. go kayaking or you know i don't Changing it up some. We're, we're constantly trying to change things up to make it interesting so we yeah. don't get into a rut. I think doing things that involve adventure together can be really good. It can be challenging sometimes, like learning to kayak together. That was a little was challenging awesome. at first. Yeah. But you got the hang of it really quickly, and you were in the back steering, so I feel yeah. like that helped us. Yeah, because I had done a lot of camping and hiking and Boy Scouting and yeah. stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like... Really, my big love language is the outdoors and seeing beautiful places and beautiful mm-hmm. things. And so when we get to go do that, that means a lot yeah, to, to me and to you because it's quality time, Yeah, which I would say quality time is your biggest 
probably your biggest love language. I think so. And so I, I love that we can get creative about what that looks like. Those things are a bigger time commitment to drive an hour and a half to a waterfall and hike to it takes a little more planning. You can't necessarily just like but do it on a But quality time at home But quality time at home is still quality, quality time. time. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I can kind of come in and be like, oh, yeah, you would really like to have quality time. By, by resting just together. Resting together, <laughs> you know. And I think that we do a good bit of both. And yeah. over the years, as you exercise that sort of selfless love giving, mm-hmm. um, you you learn to receive love in the same way that you're giving it. So like I used to not like to just lay in bed all day, you know, all day. <laughs> I mean, like as a, as an intentional form of loving each other, you know what I mean? When have we ever had the time to lay in bed all day? But okay. See, you know but, what I mean? But it yeah, feels, I do know what you mean, feels but, all day. but to clarify for them, resting, like we said, resting for Steven is hard. So if we lay in bed for two hours <laughs> in the morning, He'll feel like we've laid in bed all day. That's it. If, yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah. so th- that that whole phrase of like we wasted the day away, we right. laid in bed all day. Yes. That that that's, is that's very you true, very fair. being intentional. Yes. Right. It's very hard for me to lay in bed in the morning. It's hard for you to I not wake be up, doing something. I wake up and I stare at the ceiling, and I'm like, <laughs> I could be working out right now, or I could be, you know, whatever, and then. But then sometimes, like, I actually fall back asleep <laughs> and I get really good rest. And then I get to wake up next to you, which I do love waking up next to you. That's yeah. my favorite thing on earth is, like, you know. Having comment down mornings. below. <laughs> Are you the big spooner or the little spoon? Oh do you like gosh. being the big spoon or the little spoon? I, I, I really like both. I, I do think slow mornings, you know, where you can wake up and just get some coffee and yeah. sit on the porch together talk do a devotional together that's something we love to do yes. too that that really fills my tank is when we're like we're praying together we're doing devotionals together reading our bible together mm-hmm. having those slow mornings are i think my favorite thing in the world yeah i i i have grown to love them even if it's that i go work out and then i come back and then <laughs> i have those slow mornings with you i yeah. really do like i like i like having a slow some slow time with you as long as you get your fast time in first (laughs) well i can i feel that i can focus better and i'm in a better mood Mm -hmm. when i do work out oh yeah for sure because that's an investment in me but it's also like it may and it may be both like physical and psychological but like Mm -hmm. whenever i work out i feel like i am giving you the best version of myself yeah, and that goes you back. I mean? That goes back to, to being intentional too, because like I know that you need that time, mm-hmm. and so making sure that he gets that pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. I, on Sundays, a lot of times you don't work out, but yeah, pretty much every that. other day he goes to the gym. And something that we're so proud of you because you he's lost a lot of weight and he's like been very intentional about getting healthy and fit. And so, so um, it's a lot of hard work. And I would say that you have been so supportive of me. Um, in doing that and that's that does mean a lot because I think early on especially early on in our marriage when we had little kids at home Mm. it felt like I was robbing you Mm. you would never have said that as much but like I'm working all day every day you know like yeah and then you come home and the kids want to see you and yeah so like to feel that I have the support from my family 
to be able to invest in my, my, my own health, mm -hmm. um, both mentally and physically by doing the workout and, and doing all that, mm -hmm. that really means a ton to me. Yeah. Cause it does, it does allow me to give my best version of myself yeah. to you guys, which is really important. And for me to be able to do that for the long haul, you know. and, and that's true, though, because if you're not loving yourself well, you're not going to be able to love your spouse well. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that you have to be intentional about as well, whether that and self-care can look so different for so many yeah. different people. Going to the gym is a big way yeah. for you to practice self-care. Yeah, because, I mean, how else am I going to carry you up the stairs on our 50th wedding anniversary? <laughs> like, I need to be able to do that. Like, that's important to me. Yeah, whereas <laughs> sleeping in for me, like... And people are different. Stephen yeah. could get four or five, probably five hours of sleep. And you're, you're like, I'm good. You know, it what depends. are we going to do for the next 13 hours <laughs> until the sun goes down? Um, and for me, I'm like, you know, if I, if I have nine hours of sleep, even 10, I feel good. I think you know? your perfect day is a sleeping in 14 hour sleep. Fourteen. <laughs> I don't think I could sleep 14 hours, but some people just need more sleep. And so that is definitely something uh, that really can help me, yeah. you know, especially if we've had a really busy week, yeah. being able to sleep in um, on the weekends or yes. you know, just whenever we can is, is really helpful. And also it, it helps that you have teenagers that also want to sleep in. Yeah. We only have two younger kids now and both of them are pretty good sleepers as well. Yeah. Uh, we don't, we've never had kids that get up at like five 30 or six. I've you know, heard from friends that yeah. say that their kids get up really early. And I feel like that would have been really tough on me. Yeah. Our kids will sleep till eight o'clock. You know. Yeah, it's they'll so. sleep a lot later than that. No. Our teens will sleep, sleep till, till noon, noon now. <laughs> we let them. Yeah. So that's kind of a roundabout way of saying uh, you prioritize each other mm -hmm. and you prioritize each other's love language. So resting for you is a love language that yeah. I have learned to prioritize. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, it's actually made me a better version of me. Yeah. Right. And for you prioritizing the pace with which I tend to thrive best, mm -hmm. which I would say right now, this season is one of those seasons, you know, like yeah. we're traveling a ton. Mm -hmm. We're doing a lot of things. You may not naturally. It's a bit feel fast. compelled to live that pace. Yeah. It's right? a bit fast, but I feel so loved by you allowing us to do that for this season. Right. I, and we both know it's not going to be this way forever. Right. It's, a season. it's not sustainable to try to, to go, go, go the way we are, mm -hmm. but it, it's an adventure. Yeah. And I feel so loved and so cherished by you mm. that we, that you said, yeah, let's go for it. You know? And obviously there's give and take in the, even in the midst of that. Sure. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I think you've done such a great job of that. So what we're saying is as you prioritize the other person, you get to become a better version of yourself as well. Yeah. And then that really feeds the marriage mm -hmm. and it feeds the friendship and it feeds that relationship to be stronger because both of you are both having your Ned's, Ned's meet, <laughs> needs met and meeting the other person's needs. Yeah. And there's something to say. That's about, fulfilling, you know? Yeah, there's something to say about loving your spouse exactly how they are, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but also recognizing that each of you have areas that you can grow, that you can learn, that you can love better, that you mm -hmm. can give of yourself. And so that, that doesn't mean staying the same. It doesn't mean saying I'm yeah. good exactly the way that I am and I shouldn't have to change anything or do anything. Right. 
because that kind of mentality is not going to support having the kind of healthy, you know, relationship that right. you, you need. You have to both be fully supportive of who that other person is and how God made them because yes. they are going to be very unique in their personality and their gifts and um, their desires and their goals and all of that. And so being able to come to the table fully supportive of who they are and how they're geared, <clears throat> but also being able and willing for both of you to say, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect and I have areas where I can grow and I can learn from you and we can lean on each other mm-hmm. is so vital, you know? Yeah. And so I think sometimes it can be easy to kind of get in that mentality of like, you know, they should just accept me exactly how I am right. and all of that. And I just feel like that can really be detrimental to the relationship. Yeah. Well, and it's not healthy. It's not, no, no one is so great that they don't have areas to improve. I think that though you hear that a lot on social media of just like you're perfect just the way you are and just, you know, that person should accept you exactly how you are. And I get this. It's yes and I, no. Yeah. It's yes and no. There's so much nuance when it comes to relationships and it comes to growing as a person. And so I think that's important to remember that you can be fully loved how you are, but also have a responsibility to show up better for that person. Right. You know? And so, um, yeah, it is very nuanced. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, one of the, one of the best ways that you can fight for that within your own self and within your, the, the unit of marriage is to have healthy boundaries Um, you know, prioritizing the relationship sometimes means we're going to set up predetermined like boundaries or parameters, Mm -hmm. uh, for our marriage that help us to fight for each other and help, you know, that we just don't go over, we don't cross those lines. Like, Mm -hmm. um, whether that's like, we know that, you know, we're going to have a date night every week, or we know that we're not going to, um, you know, text the opposite sex, you know, without one another on the text or, you know, ride in a car or like there, there's a lot of things that you can do that are just sort of like, yeah, this is just how it is. Yeah. I do think it's important to have boundaries in a relationship, but those need to be things that you can agree on together beforehand so that you're both on the same page and you know how to honor each other. Well, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that, that was one other thing I want to talk about today is the importance of counseling. Yes. Because I think that counseling and therapy has such a stigma. Um, and even I would say before we ever did any counseling, that was something that I was really nervous about, too, because I thought, like, well, doesn't that mean, like, your marriage is in crisis? And, right. You know, what are people going to think about you if you say that you do counseling or you have a therapist or that kind of thing? Um but we ha- went through some really difficult seasons where I was super sick and we were having miscarriages and there was a lot of relational um, trauma with some, you know, family and friends. And, and we were really struggling and having a really hard time. And um, I think that w- was that through the church, I think that they recommended. They yeah. Like yeah. They had a, a counselor that they pointed us to. And it was one of the best things that we've ever done because having Mm -hmm. that outside perspective, there's a lot of times if you're just struggling, say you're grieving or you are just in a lot of emotional pain, um, even if you're not going at 
difficult things with different perspectives, it can be hard to kind of line up and get on the same page. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that that is so key to be able to have an outside voice, um, especially if you're going through difficult things. Like going through those miscarriages was debilitating for me. Yeah, That was so difficult. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the first times where I had gone through something where I didn't feel like I had what I needed to process through it and be able to move on. Like I was stuck, I just felt stuck. And I think you were looking at that and thinking like, I don't know how to help her. I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this moment. And I knew that you wanted to be there for me, but I didn't even know how I needed you to be there for me. Well, and for me, the thing that counseling has helped with is that I have this personality type that tends to believe that like, I'm good. Like I didn't, you know, it it, it impacted me, but really not that much, you know, like I'll shove my emotions down and kind of act like everything's, nice fine and dandy and then like Mm -hmm. it'll they have to go somewhere you know (laughs) uh and so like your your feelings your emotions you you have to they have to go somewhere so for me they would just get pushed down until you know they explode at some point so Mm -hmm. counseling has really helped us Uh, particularly in the area of conflict because we're married and we're humans and we're imperfect and all that. So there's going to be conflict as with every marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, It it is very good to have someone who's a third party um, to help navigate some of that. Particularly the communication, because I think a lot of times we are saying the same thing yeah, or at least valuing the same, you know, principles. Yes. And we're, we're saying it in different ways and we can't really hear each other well. And so with the, the counselor, they were able to help us better understand where we're coming from right. and what we're saying and how really what, what we're saying and what we value is the same thing. Yeah. It one of the things, very different. one of the things she said, one, one of our counselors said is like, you're both standing in a room, but you're blindfolded and you're both touching an elephant, but you're touching different parts of the elephant. Like, one of you may be touching the ear and the other may be touching the tail and you're supposed to try to describe mm-hmm. and you're both saying you're describing an elephant, but you're hearing the other person describing this thing that you're touching that mm-hmm. sounds nothing like what you're touching and yeah. and yet you're describing the same thing. And that sometimes that's how we, we come in at life and we're both perceiving our experiences so differently through our own lenses of past and, uh, you know, trauma and personality and culture and family stuff and whatever. And so to have someone who can kind of help you to see both perspectives are, are vital and valid Mm -hmm. and to come onto the same page, that's been a huge blessing for us, a huge game changer for our marriage, not just in the fights, not just in the, you know, conflict or whatever, but like also just helping us to have some tools right? Um, that whenever we do come up to something and I'm, I'm recognizing that maybe you don't hear me saying what I feel like I'm saying, you know, mm-hmm. and vice versa, we can kind of take a step back and. And having empathy for each other too, because mm-hmm. at various times we're going to go through different things or we're going to struggle or we're going to have emotional stuff that we're dealing with, whether that's current or that stuff from our past, because we've found that a lot of times our childhood impacts us so much more than we really realize. Yeah. And there's things 
that you might be triggered by or that might be difficult for you as an adult and you don't even really understand why mm -hmm. that is a thing. And a lot of times it goes back to your childhood. It goes back to something you've been through or the way that you were raised or relational issues that happened when you were younger. Um, and so often that can impact how you operate as an adult. Yeah. And so being able to have empathy for each other in our differences and yeah. in our in our difficult times is so vital. Mm -hmm. And so that is one of the things that I think has come out of counseling and therapy that has been the, the greatest blessing is that it has really kind of helped us to really see each other in a, in a different way, yeah. which can be a challenge when you've been married for a long time. You know, we're coming up on 20 years. And so you think, you know, the person you're like, oh, I know how you work and I know yeah. what you're thinking, you know, and a lot of times that's not true. And yeah. you really just, you do need more empathy and more understanding and be able to, to hear each other better, be able to connect and support each other better. Right. So it's kind of like when you go home for the holidays and you're like mid thirties and you've changed so much from the time you were five, but then somehow <laughs> like your grandparents still kind of see you as the five-year-old kid. You or know, your, your extended or relatives whatever. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the longer you're married, mm -hmm. the more, the more you kind of have that like viewpoint of each other. It's like, oh yeah, you're the same person that I knew back, you know, we're high school sweethearts. So like, we've got a lot of history together. So unless up, we're literally, literally grew, up grew up together. together yeah. yeah. So unless we're just like super, super intentional about getting to know the person we're married to now, mm -hmm. right? Because you're very different than you were even a year ago. Mm -hmm. I'm very different than I was even a year ago. Yeah. And so that story is not, it's not static. Like it's constantly changing and who we are is constantly changing. And so I want to make sure that I know the real you, mm -hmm. who you really are. And I want you to know the real me. So that's why prioritizing in the relationship is so important because otherwise you know, we talked about this uh, when we had Andrew and Sean on, uh, you know, you get to a point where you, the kids move out and you're looking at each other and you don't even know each other right. anymore. And that's, you know, I know so many friends who they get divorced after their kids will move out right. and their kids are like, what the heck, man? Like, mm -hmm. you know, or that was my generation. Like all, all a lot of my friends' parents got divorced, you know? Right. Um, and you don't want to just stay together for the kids. And that, that's something that I, think that does take so much intentionality yeah. that throughout the years you're investing in that relationship and you're making sure that y'all guys are you know staying close because yeah. i i feel like it it is so easy to drift apart because life's mm -hmm. so crazy and so mm -hmm. that's something that we actively talk about on a regular basis is how do we stay connected and how do yeah. we stay friends and how do we stay feeling like we're on the same team with the same goals doing the same things even though we're different people yeah and we have you know different priorities sometimes and mm -hmm. different hobbies and like that, that's good too yeah but um you know you want to make sure that you're staying connected throughout all of that yeah and and doing it regularly consistently i think one of the craziest things and we've both done this before you know one of the biggest things i could suggest is keep short accounts mm -hmm. you know don't let things just drag out and that's where i think counseling has really helped us because i think when we first started doing counseling, it was interesting how many times we would have something where we were like, well, 10 years ago when you did this, this, and this, you know, mm. 
And it's like, wow, like, and I would do that. You know, I, I, the guy who, oh, that didn't bug me. That didn't mess with me at all. You know, I'm going, well, you know, there was that time 10 years ago that you did this, this, and this. <laughs> and it's like, really, bro? Like, but the, the thing that she was talking about is how there is surface level stuff. Yeah. And, and then there's, there's basement, the stuff. basement stuff. So a lot of times the things that bother you that are surface level, what you see and what you're talking about, there's actually some deeper level stuff that yes. is actually informing that. And so when it seems like you have this reaction that is disproportional mm -hmm. to whatever happened, you know, it, something was said or some some little thing happened, right? Yeah. But it makes you feel like you're triggered. That's not really the issue. The issue is the, the thing down below. It's yeah. that, you know, you feel like you're not communicating yeah. well or there's trust issues or there's something else going on. And those uh, basement level issues are the things that you are actually needing to address and yes. talk through because it does flush itself out. Even if you feel like, you know, oh, I don't want to talk about this or I don't need to talk about this. It's going to come out in little ways yeah. that are going to get to you. And so that is one of the big things I think that therapy has also shown yeah. is like if you are able to kind of get down to the root cause, why does that bother you or why does that hurt you? Mm -hmm then you can start to resolve those issues and and actually have a healthier closer relationship yeah so as much as we say date night schedule it you know uh massage schedule it whatever <laughs> uh i would say therapy and marriage counseling we schedule that i mean it's every still. other week mm -hmm. every other week it's on the calendar it's it, unless something crazy is going on that's going to happen, you know, yeah. and that just gives us that continues to give us a framework to communicate. Uh, there will be things whenever we get into therapy, when she'll be like, how's your week been? And initially, you know, we're both like, you know, it's been really good. Pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's been good. And then she'll start asking some questions. We're like, oh, yeah, there was that. And, yeah. you know, that's just such good, like regularly scheduled maintenance. Right. Exactly. That that's keeps that's us, what it is, is that you yeah. don't have to be in crisis to have counseling because, um, especially if you are opposites, but just in general, marriage is hard. And so having that kind of frame, framework to be able to yeah. communicate well and hear each other better. And as an avoider who doesn't want to stir the pot, because <laughs> if we've already fought about something, by all means, I don't want to fight about it again, you know, so I'm not going to. But, but you don't. Yeah. Like you would rather just say, oh, it's fine. It's it's cool and yeah. not resolve things or not yeah. talk through things. And that's really bad too. That's really bad too. Not, yeah. not, it's going to yeah. eventually it will. come back up. And so. we've seen that happen in our life, you know, yeah. where that kind of does come back to haunt and it's worse because ghosts of Christmas yeah. past is always worse than the ghosts of Christmas future. Yeah. And it's like, well, I wish we would have <laughs> like actually just addressed this back then when we were both struggling with yeah. something, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So I, I would say that's, those are our big things. Uh, just schedule in, prioritize. You make time for what matters to you. You know, yeah. it, it, it's just like it, it, if we're talking sex, you make time for sex. And like hmm. sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What that, you okay there? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know where we're going here. But anyway, you know, uh, date night, you make time for date night. You make time to eat, you know, like you get hang you start to get hangry when you don't eat you know yeah. and it's the same like you start to get hangry as like your your marriage is hungry mm. 
you're 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 relationally hungry, and when you don't feed your need, <laughs> it it's not good, you know. Yeah. So schedule it, and mm-hmm. and then also it's kind of like when you have like a you have a system and you have a, a a process and you have all these things in place, it can just kind of become fun. Kind of fun. Yeah. I just it's mean like it's not going to feel like a task. Yeah. You know, I, I will say, though, and this uh, maybe we need to close with this mm-hmm. and, we'll move and we'll do our beautiful people segment. But the getting away thing. We we're talking about this on the way over here. Uh, it's never convenient, you know, like when you have kids at home and you're doing life and you got all kinds of stuff, you can be looking forward to something for months and months and months. And without mm-hmm. fail, you're getting ready to leave and something falls apart and you've got mm-hmm. to feel like you got to manage it or fix it or whatever. And, and you're tempted in that moment to like cancel the getaway or whatever. Like this happened, this has happened to us the last three times that we've had something scheduled, just you and me. Hmm. And we get to the point and it's like, oh, like we just had to stay up all night the night before working on something or, you know, something's falling apart with one of the, you know, there's just, there's something, you Life. know. And we make a commitment and say, no, 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 we're going to do this. And I have never not been glad yeah. that we made the sacrifice to just, to just say like, either we're going to take care of it now as much as we can and then do the rest when we get back or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, the investment of time and the sacrifice is always worth it. Yeah. You Agreed. Know? Absolutely. So that's what I would say. Make time selflessly love one another with their love language. They'll be doing the same thing for you, theoretically, ideally. And, you know, and, and, you know, just as you do that, you become the better version of yourself and then the the marriage gets healthier. So I think hopefully this is helpful, you know? Yeah. I just, I get a little worried sometimes like talking through this stuff because I would never want people to think like we, we feel like we've got it figured out because I think till the day you die, you're going to be working on your marriage. You're going to be, learning about each other more yeah. you're going to be figuring out how to love each other better and so i know we have a, a long ways to go but well, you 19 get it, years is we get it wrong while. a lot you, you know? learn by getting it wrong i get it wrong a Not lot you, but in general yeah do. well i do i mean i hopefully do yeah and that's i mean i wrote this whole book right here speaking of if you haven't <laughs> got the art of getting it wrong it's now uh almost a month old mm-hmm. uh well it's once you're when you're hearing this it'll be a month old uh, and it's kind of all the ways that like, even there's a lot of stories in there about our marriage and ways that I got it wrong in our marriage mm. and the, the things that, uh, that allowed me to confront my own insecurities, my own, um, you know, lack of self-worth and blind spots and things like that so that I could become a better version of me and love you better mm-hmm. and love our kids better. And so uh, hopefully you, you'll pick up a copy of that book and it'll encourage you as well. It's a pretty funny book. Uh, I think you're going to laugh because I'm such an idiot. Uh, <laughs> we almost called it Cautionary Tales of My Stupidity was the original working title. Another um, one, though, that you almost called it was It's Going to Be Okay, which is yes. another big theme of that. Yes. And a big theme I think that we want our platform to be about is that regardless of what you've been through or... Yeah whether you screwed it up or somebody else has screwed it up for you, or you're just going through a lot of difficult things. Sometimes life is just hard. Um, And at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. It doesn't mean it's that 
it's not hard. It doesn't mean that there's not a lot of pain. Yeah. But that you're going to be okay. At the end and of the I day. think that, in a nutshell, is uh, the best way to have a healthy marriage and to prioritize your marriage is to forgive one another mm. and forgive yourself and and have grace for each other because we all know that we all mess up a lot. It's part of being human. And when you can let go and release that, um, you don't have to have the bitterness that kind of festers in there really poisoning your marriage. Yeah. You know, And I think that's been our biggest secret is that we really do try to be the chief forgiveness officers of our home mm-hmm. and to forgive one another when we mess up, you know, to try to do, to try to have empathy and compassion for each other and, and yeah. let the forgiveness wash over our relationship. And let the kids um, see that too. Like mom and dad forgive each other and don't hold grudges because yeah. that is, that's something that our kids need to see as well. We, like, mm-hmm. we need that for ourselves. And then yeah. we want our kids to be able to see that too, that it, you know, to have a healthy relationship, you do have to forgive each other because mm-hmm. there are going to be times where whether it's something small, like some, they said this or that that really hurt, you know, or it's something bigger, like, well, they really got off on this thing yeah. or whatever. There's some sort of, you know, issue. It's it's okay to, it's not only okay, but it's so vital to yeah. be able to model that for our kids. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So right. speaking of relationships, we have a beautiful people segment that we try to do every week. And uh, we found this really pretty sweet uh, email, not email, Instagram. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I think I just saw it's a real. an email. It's a reel on Instagram, all the way at the bottom here. Uh, Chris and Maddie. So Maddie was a marathon runner, and Chris was like her biggest fan, biggest cheerleader, like trying to help her all along the way as she was getting ready to run this marathon. Uh, we're going to link this video, but he, he, Gets waiting. down on one knee at the the finish line of the marathon mm-hmm. with a ring, and that's and that's what she hits the finish line and is getting proposed to. Yeah, that is epic. Pretty incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Like so romantic, and we yeah. were joking because we we're like, I don't know, man. I, like we're watching the video. I'm like, she didn't look like she just ran twenty six point two miles. Yeah, she's clearly in really good shape. Because I would be incredible. like, come into the finish line, and maybe the last thing I would want is to have somebody. Be like, <laughs> I'd be like, <sighs> you know, <laughs> she's clearly she's been like training for good a long to go. Time. So it was one of the sweetest things I've yeah, ever seen. It was so fun. So check the show notes for that uh, mm-hmm. video and uh, it's a lot of fun but thank you so much for listening to the podcast today make sure you subscribe to the family made uh, media on fa- on youtube uh, where you're probably watching this or if you're listening on spotify or apple podcasts or google podcasts or wherever uh, make sure you subscribe to what's up beautiful people and uh, we're uh, you know excited about what's to come we've got some really good guests coming up we're really pumped about that got a couple more with us i think we're going to interview reese our oldest daughter about what it looks like to like move out yeah and be out on her own that was one of the things she watches all of our podcasts and she's so sweet and so encouraging but she said i want to be on your podcast yeah i think it was after the first one we came back we're like okay we filmed our first one she's like i want to be a guest yeah so So i think we're going to do that maybe bring on some of the other kids as well yeah. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you subscribe, and uh, we can't wait to see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.